Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here at our Wellness Hub with uh, Monica Campana. Um, thank you for being here. Uh, today we have a very special guest. His name is Brad Plotkin, uh, originally from uh, Wisconsin, but right now he is in Miami and he is a hypno therapist. Brad, the floor is yours. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing today to help people. Oh, okay. Well, it's good to be here, Monica. And um, thank you for everyone for listening. Uh, I am a hypnotherapist. That's right. And um, I've been doing it now for about four years. And um, I guess the long and short of it is I help people feel better, uh, about themselves, um, about the world, and uh, maybe most importantly, feel better emotionally um, while they're engaging in this whole life thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, and there are many, and especially now, you probably had uh, many, many more clients during this period of time, right? Yeah, well, has been challenging. I wouldn't say many more because I think that people struggle. Um, no matter what's going on in the world, because life can be difficult, right? Um, but I would say that maybe the, the struggles and the stressors have shifted recently, obviously. You know, they've gone away from things like interpersonal relationships towards career anxiety-based fears, if that makes sense. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and um, now, what have you been doing to, to help people? Do you... Is your practice now um, physical? Like people can go to your practice right now? Yeah, yeah. the great thing is, is my practice never closed. Um, I did shift towards more Zoom clients uh, because of COVID, but my office never shut down. So people have been seeing me regularly. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, how, how do your sessions work? Do, do people have like a, a consultation call first and, and then you see if you can help them? and then you go ahead and, and schedule sessions? Yeah, absolutely. So it always starts with a consultation, right? And then that way we can, we can literally unpack what's going on internally, uh, both e emotionally and mentally. And then um, further, further into that, we can see maybe where all this started. You know, um, a lot of times things begin when we're very little and very young and we're not educated enough and don't actually have the, the brain power to decipher what's real and what's not. So most things are internalized in a negative space, right? Um, so the consultation is meant to fully unpack what someone has been through. Um, and then once we know all that, um, usually takes about an hour to an hour and a half, then I recommend the sessions that are needed in order to um, improve or enhance or optimize or, you know, to really get someone feeling their best. Hmm. Mm. Well, now, and you can tell through the first consultation call. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's actually rather quite easy because most things are the result of similar stressors, right? Similar traumas. There's patterns that are created, you know? Um, people become addicted to things, for example, whether it be food, work, sex, exercise, cigarettes, alcohol, right? And not to diminish- it's a, reaction. it's a reaction to something. It's actually, yeah, it's a reaction, but more or less it's a result, right? So maybe maybe when someone was 10, they witnessed a traumatic 
I don't know, an accident or the death of a loved one or humiliation by their peers. And those types of things that happen to all of us tend to have side effects and they get internalized with negative beliefs about oneself. And if you don't work and you don't let them out, they will, they will hinder your life. Yeah, well, you know, when, when we're little, we're all, you know, not to go straight into it, I guess, but when we're little, let's say the age of seven or eight, we're all subconscious mind, right? That's all that we're using because the subconscious mind does not take time to decipher what's real and what's not because it can't, right? So we have to be this way. We have to be efficient, absorbent machines, right? And so this is why you can take a young kid and introduce them to three languages at once and they will just learn that, right? It's actually a quite efficient learning machine because if you had to take a child and explain to them all the nuances of life and how to behave and how to perform, it would take a thousand lifetimes. You couldn't do it. So they have to be these sponge-like beings that absorb everything, which is fantastic most of the time, right? Because then they learn how to act appropriately in social environments. Uh, hopefully they learn how to play with others. They learn how to share and receive affection and give it at the same time, right? Reciprocity. However, sometimes negative stuff gets in things that aren't true, but the child is unable to decipher what's real, right? They, they can't take a step back and go, oh, well, mom worked 12 hours today and her boss really pisses her off. And the fact that she was negligent towards my needs, my needs, it's not about me right now, but obviously children, they can't, they can't take a step back and look at the world in that way. They internalize, right? And then so ne those negative internalizations, they can really manifest themselves in, in um, unproductive ways. My mother doesn't love me. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Um, or let's say, I don't know, maybe the, it was, this might be a silly example, but the child, no, made, a drawing. The child made a drawing and wanted to show, show her mother. And she's not now, I can't deal with this now, right? So then maybe the child will think, well, I... I can't be creative because people won't care or the things I produce are not good enough or, you know, my mother doesn't really care about me. Any, any number of those things, yeah. which is obviously completely false. Of course, of course. You know? but, but unfortunately, and sometimes if there is repetition, if the mother is never like, you know, is always busy, always busy and not now, not now, one time, twice, three times, four times, five times, that's it after that. Yeah, right. Right. Because, you know, those years of childhood are long. You know, they last, what, those, those tender years where they absorb everything last, what, one, between 12 and 13 years, right? Before the, the kid finally grows old enough to leave kind of the nest, so to speak, and seek out social environments outside of their, the home of their parents, you know, when they seek connection yeah. from others. Wow. And do you, how long do your um, sessions last? Like you, uh, one hour, like every session lasts a, a specific amount of time or it depends on the person? It does depend. I schedule hour and a half sessions. And um, usually what we do is we spend the first half hour to 45 minutes um, talking about maybe the previous week or how the treatment that we did was applied to their real life and how it affected them positively or negatively. 
And uh, we talk about other areas of their life, you know, and, and just see what's going on. And then from there, we do the treatment, which usually lasts about 20 to 40 minutes, depending on what, on what they need. There are some treatments that take a couple hours. Um, those are unique, but they are definitely, they're definitely there. And what type of treatments are those? They're called, they have a specific name? Or? Yeah, well, there's one called timeline therapy. Um, if anyone's interested, they can simply Google it. Uh, it's a form of regression therapy. And that's what I was going to ask you. You do regression too? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a form of regression. But what I like about it is that instead of being inside of it and reliving traumas, you can actually watch it from the outside. So you're actually seeing your own timeline, if that makes sense. And then so through hypnosis and the subconscious mind, what the client will do is they will go back and they will remove the emotional charges from their life. Okay. See, this is important, right? Because let's say, let's say I asked you to remember a moment of your life that was traumatic from when you were 14 or 22. It doesn't matter if you can remember that event and it causes an emotion in you. That means that it has not yet been dealt with, right? It is, it has yet to be solved. It has yet to be filed away like every other memory, right? If I ask you what you did last year for Christmas, you would take a moment and you could probably get there and remember it more than likely it's not going to cause anything to stir up in you because it's simply been filed away it's not important it doesn't need addressing okay transversely if i ask you to remember an event and it causes you to cry or to feel anxious it means that it is literally living in you and if it's living in you emotionally it's like a hole in your map right? It has yet to be filled. You haven't dealt with it properly. You haven't learned from it. You haven't accepted it and you have yet to solve it. Okay. So those emotional holdups uh, are definitely going to cause side effects in your life. You know, anxiety, depression, um, addictions, things like that. So with timeline therapy, we can go back and we can look at it from the place of a wise adult. And we can look down at our former self and we could look at it objectively. And we can learn from it because once you can learn from it, you can be better from it. There's something to learn in everything, I promise you, right? And sometimes that's the best we can do, right? Actually, most of the time, that's the best we can do. Wow, so learn from it, you remove the emotion. And then that way, if I were to ask you about it a few days later, you go, yeah, I remember it. Next. That's it. That's it, instead of the breakdown, okay? And the reason timeline therapy is so cool, right? So you remove the emotionally charged events from one's life, okay? Hurt, anger, fear, guilt, et cetera, okay? Um, the humans, were like, we're like new computers, okay? Follow me here for a sec. This is timeline therapy explained using a metaphor. You get a new computer, right? You open it up and the thing is fast, right? It does everything you want right away. There's no blockage. You know, it's speedy. It's fast. It's efficient. It's a, it's a highly functioning machine. Okay. Human beings were like that when we were born, right? Super creative. Nothing's holding us back. We have all the energy in the world. We can do anything. We can be anything. Okay. Now, once you start using your computer, okay, let's say you've had it for five, six years, right? Every picture you've ever downloaded, every website you've ever been to, every cookie that's been stored, every video, all of that starts to kind of slow talk. down. It slows it down, right? And then the computer gets quirky, 
Okay. So for example, on my computer right now, sometimes I'll go to open an email and the damn thing just won't do it until I restart it. Right. It's like a little quirk in its operating system because of what it's been through. Okay. Now, if we look at a human being through the course of life, everybody you've ever encountered, any traumatic moments, anywhere you've ever been, anything you've ever done, those things get stored up as well. Okay. And so because of those events or those moments that happen to us, we get quirky, right? So maybe one time you were on the playground when you were eight and you were teased by a group of your peers, right? Now, as a result, you've internalized, I'm not good enough. People will make fun of me and you have social anxiety like crazy. It's like a little quirk you have because it's something you went through. Follow? Yes. So what timeline therapy does is it basically clears out your hard drive. Right. If I wanted my computer to work perfect again, I would have to take it somewhere and get it completely cleared out. And human beings and timeline therapy act in the same manner. Clear out all the emotional baggage. And all of a sudden, the world is brand new again. And you are fast and you are efficient and you are free of those things that are holding you back and slowing you down. Wow. I hope that did it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that it couldn't have. It could have been clearer and, uh, yes, a very, very um, simple but uh, clear metaphor. And, uh, and I get it. So and that one takes we, a couple hours, sometimes three hours. It's, wow. it's rather, it's one of the more intense works that I do. But it's, it's through that intensity that you get a lot of the relief you're looking for. Wow. And, uh, and after the, the first session, you, of course, have... It, it has to continue until, I mean, how many of these sessions do you need to uh, have? Or it depends on the person. You know, some people need different things, right? So some people need um, not only hypnosis, but certain adjustments to their, their life and their, their character, right? Um, for example, people that are, you know, one of the personality traits is agreeableness, right? Mm -hmm. So most often women are higher, women are more likely to be more agreeable than men, mm. meaning they're more, they're more willing to extend themselves for others and the people they love, which is a fantastic characteristic. There's nothing wrong with it. However, when somebody is too agreeable, okay, it leads to resentment, which is a very dangerous emotion for somebody like that, okay? They extend themselves too far. They expect to get things back in return and they often do not because people are not like them, right? And then so that leads to resentment. So then one of the things that we would do for a person like this is assertiveness training, right? So sometimes that takes weeks. Sometimes it takes a long time. And it's more or less coaching in the meantime, right? Working on your skills that you need to be better at in between hypnotic sessions, which aid in the, let's say, let's say somebody is afraid to ask for what they need because they're highly agreeable, right? Or maybe they don't even know what they need, or maybe they don't even trust it because they've been so agreeable for so long that they can't even answer the question of what they need, right? I was there hundred percent. Okay. So once we determine what they need, then we have to figure out how they're going to ask for it. Right. And then, so we come up with the practical tools for, for engaging in such a conversation that is very, very uncomfortable for them because they don't like it. Right. So what the hypnosis does is it will remove the emotional charge from that event. Right. So that way, when they go to ask, you know, their spouse, um, 
for something that they need, or whether it's to ask their boss for a raise, they won't feel all jacked up. They'll just be super calm, right? And that's a much better uh, starting point for engaging in such a, such a daunting task, you know, because when you're free of anxieties or fears, like you act differently, you carry yourself differently, you project differently, you actually speak differently. And because of all those factors, you'll likely get a different result. Yeah, it's the energy that you put out. And yeah. uh, it's a, it's a, you attract different yeah. people and different types of energy. Well, this, 100%. This is uh, wonderful. And uh, what about exercises? Do you also give like exercises to people to do at home after the session? Or after uh, the session, that's it. I mean, they have to work on their mind and, and do different exercises. Um, everybody gets homework. Everybody gets homework. And there's a few reasons behind that, right? So, you know, part of the hypnotic, um, sorry, part of the hypnotic process working is that the client has to be invested into it fully, right? So basically it's, it's, like, a, it's like a social contract, right? Like I'm the hypnotist, you're the client, you're gonna follow what I say and you're gonna do what I say. And I established that early on kind of subliminally, you know? I get that ball rolling as soon as someone comes into my office, right? And it's just a great way to set the tone. And, and there's nothing malicious about it. You know, I just, I start small, like, please sit here. When I put them in the chair, I ask them to do simple things like put their hands down and look at me right here. And if they follow my instruction, right? That means that they're going to follow my suggestions as well, right? And also if they do their homework, it means that they're fully investing in the process and the results are much more likely to stick and to be stronger and more permanent. Wow. Now, um, one tip that I know there are many, but one tip that you would um, give to people right now who have, uh, besides coming to you and doing a session, booking a session with you, um, because everything sounds, I think everybody should, should have a reboot. Uh, yeah. of, of their lives you know and um but one tip that you have for people that can do at home um to to maybe you know find uh, uh i know it's a big question but find peace or calm down or if uh, if they have uh, like some memories come back if they have memories come back yeah um one tip i, I could give for someone who repeatedly has traumatic memories come back is, is to take time to, you know, a lot of people don't know how to do hypnosis at home, um, but to journal about it and write about it and make sure that they can learn from it objectively as a wise adult. Um, even if it happened 10 years ago when you were 30 at the time, look back at it and just learn from it because the only thing we can do is learn from our mistakes or the things that happen to us or the things that we do. You know, um, and I think that's the best option for the things that that we go through. And that requires acceptance. Right. Instead of saying. I wish I didn't do this. I wish this didn't happen to me. Who was I at the time? What was I doing? And then you hold on to guilt and shame. Right. Acceptance. This happened to me. I went through this. I saw this. I did this. There is no changing it. There is no changing it. It happened. I can't wish it away. I could spend a lifetime wishing away, but it, it, it's not going anywhere, right? Um, and to just really, truly 
from a place of acceptance and non-judgment, learn from it. And move on. And move on. Even if it was a mistake, you you know, I see a lot of people that make mistakes and they think it's a, a defect on their character. And it's not because we, we all, all think we all do. We're human. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to make more and you're going to make much more after that. So the know? only the only um, it only really becomes a problem when you don't when we don't learn from our mistakes and we don't change, because if we keep on doing the same mistake, then then that's not right either. So, yeah. And look at it. Look at every everything objectively and um and learn from every yeah. event. That's 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 wonderful. Life well, is a game. You have to learn. Yes. Well, Brad, I would talk to you forever. Um, very very insightful, and um, I I hope I want to work. <laughs> I feel, no, 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 I'm feeling fine. line. I'm feeling line. But I will. I will come. And uh, or we can do it on, through Zoom now. Uh, you do it on through Zoom, right? This, yeah, this session. So so, so people. Yeah like lay down and you tell them what to do and they follow and they have to have you know they follow your voice basically. yeah that's it. yeah follow my voice it's the same as in person i mean i do prefer in person of i'm course, not gonna lie. but just for, that's for my own it's more intimate for me yeah, right yeah, and yeah. so the energy is different however the way the world is through zoom so i absolutely do that as well absolutely and uh well thank you for being here i hope to see you i hope to see you again soon and um and thank you for helping people become i appreciate that better better versions of themselves back at you yes and uh so thank you everyone and uh, we'll see you next time ciao